from Aslan Brewery in beautiful downtown Herndon, Virginia, just outside of the capital of the goddamn free world. It's not another podcast at 98. Tonight, we're joined by the guys from Geek 30. We talk Star Wars, beer, video games, and more. All that's coming up next on Not Another Podcast and the Geek 30 Podcast. Here's Bill McKenna, Alex, and JoJo. We did it somewhat live. Okay, boys and girls, we're on episode 90, is it 8? 98. And you're on episode... 20. Dun, dun, dun. Holy cow. That's like, those are perfect, like, you know, nice even numbers. You can almost square those things. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, not to mention Puerto Rico. Not to mention Puerto Rico, but they're not prime. <laughs> so we are with uh, the Geek 30 Happy Hour podcast, along with not another podcast... And beautiful Aslan Brewery in not exactly downtown Herndon, Virginia, as Brett would say. Kind of the outskirts. Yes. Uh, almost we're within town limits. Yes, we are within the 20170, so they can still vote for me. Yes, there you go. Yep. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Had to happen. So um, just want to do uh, welcome everybody. We're actually going to do a little bit of a beer tasting and at the same time talk about the things that are on our minds uh, this particular week. Absolutely. And this is Alex from the Geek 30 Happy Hour. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, we have actually featured Aslan Brewery on our show, haven't we, JoJo? We actually had their Mexican dark chocolate imperial stout on our show, yes. That yep. Was yeah, it, it was a little bit kinky. You're right, Bill. I got excited, um, yes. Jeff was there. Some things happened, you know. And yeah. we talked about Star Wars. It was oh, episode it was 10. A big it was Star Wars heavy. We had just watched the movie, yes. Yeah. And um, it's a shame Brett wasn't there. Brett's a pretty big Star Wars guy. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you want to talk about somebody who just got a Poe Dameron pop and a Kylo Ren pop in their uh, box from Amazon today? <laughs> My man. Then, yeah, maybe maybe I am that guy. <laughs> Again, Very good. More like, like O Dameron. They're like, if you uh, buy $25 worth of stuff from Amazon, they're like add-ons for 5 bucks. There's just value built in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they're just asking you to buy them. And if you go to Amazon, you can go through it through notanotherpodcastusa.com. Which I did. <laughs> and we will actually make a, a, we'll benefit from that. So if you want to buy your Kylo Ren stuff, do it through us and we'll and really appreciate God, it. Why wouldn't you? Go support the, the NAP podcast. It's, it's good. It's all good. All right. So we, uh, we, we want to thank you guys for, for joining us, the Geek 30 Happy Hour audience. Um, you guys have heard Bill on our show. What episode was that? It was a while ago, wasn't it? That was like 12, right? That was like episode, yeah, it was something like it was that. Not, it, it was not. Yeah, I don't know. In, but No, it was in uh, January after the blizzard, wasn't it? Wasn't it was something like delay. that. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. So, uh, yeah, we're happy to be here with both of these guys ready to geek out about some stuff and drink some All beer. Right, I, just, I just have to add something real quick here for the NAP Army listening. So I was on the radio for eight years. Bill and I have done this for 98 weeks. These guys have been doing it for 20, and they sound a shit ton better than we do. <laughs> like, they know what they're doing. We always talk about professional, look it up. Well, when you do, you're going to see these two instead of mine and Bill smiling fat asses waving back at you. It's because I'm not technically uh, accurate. Like, these, these guys are like, you know, they truly bring the Geek 30 to Geek 30, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, we appreciate See, that. I'm saying all lies because apparently you've only heard the first half of the show, not when I actually had a couple of beers in me already. <laughs> Just wait, guys. When you hear JoJo start to slur, that means we're doing it right. Oh, uh, we've had shows where that's happened. You, you may hear parts of them in episode 100. <laughs> yeah, I have greatest hits, including Brett going, oh, damn it, not again. <laughs> that is awesome. And, and, guys, what are we all drinking today? I've got this. Uh, for, we're, so we're here at Aslan. I have the Animal Farmhouse... Saison. It's a it's a farmhouse saison, five point seven percent ABV, and this thing is is beautiful and uh, it tastes really really good. It's it, it's it's not like a, a clear sort of beer or anything. It's it's uh it's definitely a little foggy, but man, it's so refreshing. I love this. So I jumped a gun and went for ten percent ABV on my S'mores Imperial Stout. <laughs> so this thing is delicious. The head is awesome. <laughs> head. Um, beautiful color <laughs> on there. Uh, you don't really taste the alcohol. It's very deceptive and very awesome. I've got the Kolsch, which sounds like what you were saying before. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's very refreshing and delicious and nice for a nice hot 
um, I wouldn't say, actually it's kind of ambient, low humidity day, but still warm. I'm wearing my flip-flops, good flip-flop uh, beer. Absolutely. Brett, I'm having got? the same thing, and I actually walked up to the counter and ordered a Grolsch. So I'm actually, <laughs> actually named my beer Dave Grolsch. And I, I'm, en- I'm enjoying him as much as I enjoy his music. <laughs> so it's, it's, it, it's good. It's a uh, light beer. I wanted something not so heavy, and this is, this is kind of perfect for what I was looking for. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> and, why would, and why are you not having uh, the heavy beer? Talk to me. Game four. Game four. We are about an hour away from game four. We'll get to that in a little bit. Brett now, has to be nice and sober. Yeah, for when, uh, yeah. I have to be nice and sober to watch hockey. <laughs> Did I not get the memo? I think I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> and, and and real quick for, to, to give some context for the Geek Thirty Happy Hour audience, where did your love of Foo Fighters begin? Nirvana. Nirvana. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Me too. Basically, Nirvana, and it was kind of like okay. Uh, Dave Grohl's got something coming out. I'll, I'll give that a listen and see what it's like. And uh, I worked in college radio and got an early copy of This Is A Call. Uh, come out right before the end of the semester. So we started playing that. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. And then they came to town and did a show with uh, Mike Watt from the Minutemen. Nice. And Hovercraft, which was Beth Vetter, Eddie Vetter's wife's band. Right. And the Foo were the second band on a three-band bill and played most of their original first album. Like, this is it. These guys are awesome. And then it's kind of like, it's really weird. You know, I saw them play the smallest of clubs. I saw them play the parking lot of Tower Records Rockville. And now, you know, last summer I see them play in front of 50,000 people at RFK. And I'm like, 49,950 of you were not at the first show. (laughs) (laughs) But you're going to say that you were. But yeah, I've just been, I've really been a fan since day one. They were in Wimbledon, haven't they? Oh, uh, Wembley, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Wembley, uh, they're huge in, in uh, overseas. In fact, when they played uh, Wimbledon, they had to wear all white. Kind of crazy. So, no, that's that's where it all started from, was uh, originally when, when Nirvana, Nirvana was my favorite band at the time. And it's like, okay, I got to find where where am I going to hook up with? And I just followed Dave. It's badass. Yeah. I love it. I'm a big I'm a big Foo Fighters fan too. And just to give uh, again perspective, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, Foo Boy Twenty One. Yeah, he kind of combination likes, he of likes me, it. my love of Foo Fighters and my love of uh, Sean Taylor, the former safety of the Redskins. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, he's a homer. Yeah. Alexandria and and the Redskins. Yeah. I mean, it's. And I'm like, and that's why I think me and Brett get along so well because I'm the exact opposite of a homer. Well, we went out to this thing in Arlington the other night, and we drove past uh, past Bishop O'Connell High School, and I was like, Dave Grohl got kicked out of that high school. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy's like, How do you know this? <laughs> it's kind of, isn't that so funny how the, how close that hits home? Yeah. He's, He's from an area called Arlandria that a lot of people don't, from outside don't yeah. even know exists. He wrote a, there, he a recently seemed the yeah. yeah. There's an, uh, 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 a song named. Yeah. Is this beer almost done or what? That's only five point something percent. Yeah, man, this is terrible. <laughs> he broke the seal when he first uh, got in. Yeah. So, and the other thing too is, don't forget, Weenie Beanie is a song, which is a the first album. yes. Yeah. It's it's in Sherlington, and before Sherlington was Sherlington, there was the Weenie Beanie off the four mile uh, run, and I still go there to this day. I will tell you, there's a uh, an area where a, you know. There's people waiting to get jobs, and it's like Night of the Living Dead if you don't know where you're going. So if you make a wrong turn down a road, your car will be surrounded. Well, before I was born, which is funny, is my parents lived out there. I was talking to my old man the other day, and he was telling me about one night that he was at the Weenie Beanie, and I'm like, I'm, that's a Foo Fighters song. He's like, I'm, I, I'm sure I have no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, whatever, son. I just want yeah. I want. He thinks to... they're clothes designers. I wear so many damn T-shirts that say Foo Fighters on them. It's like wearing, like, Jordache or, like, Izod. He thinks they're, like, clothing designers. He has, yeah, he has no idea. I just want a half smoke, Brett. I just want a half smoke. I don't smoke. need the history. I just want to have smoke <laughs> well we love it uh lo- love the uh all the work that you guys do um and love the partnership and looking forward to talking about some good geeky stuff so before we get into some of that stuff we've been bill and i've been kind of going back and forth on some topics yes. to talk about today before we get into that anybody else want to bring up anything else i do have one thing i want to bring up uh next tuesday 
Uh, Mike Bradley, a big uh, NAP supporter, he's doing a fundraiser again. You know, it's called um, Cancer uh, Cancer Can Rock fundraiser. It's at O'Sullivan's from six until nine on Tuesday. Uh, they do an open mic night for music, but this is specifically for uh, you know to raise money for uh, you know against cancer because he's had some uh, issues with his family in regards to cancer. So if you can make O'Sullivan's and Herndon uh, from six until nine, uh, we'd love to see you out there. It's open mic night. There's actually some really talented people. I mean, I've been there a couple of times and saying, "Holy cow! I can't believe this is actually in Herndon." Uh, but they got a, a, a lot of people who normally play on Thursday and Friday nights coming in on a Tuesday, uh, and all proceeds go to uh, the American Cancer Society. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, so even the, the Geek 30 audience, we have a lot of local listeners. Go check that out. It's a great it's a great cause. And you got something coming up, too. Oh, I do. I guess we should pimp that for a second. <laughs> I, I mentioned it to, to folks uh, who listen to the Geek 30 Happy Hour. My band, Little League Champs, is playing a show May 27th at Roadside in Courthouse. And uh, so we are a cover band. I am the singer and I'm a guitarist in the group. And uh, we call ourselves Little League Chance because we show up in like old Little League shirts <laughs> that still fit us somehow, but they're kind of tight on us. Um, Everything's tight on and <laughs> That's <the story laughs> of my life. <laughs> so we, uh, but we play a lot of different covers from 80s, 90s, today. Uh, make, you know, like even like anything from punk rock to uh, rap, hip hop, country, a whole bunch of fun stuff. Yeah, lots of mashups. Show up in baseball gear. We make it kind of a theme. That's kind of cool. It is fun. <laughs> it is. It's really fun. So you said it's in Courthouse? Courthouse. And at what time is the show? So I would say get there around 9 o'clock. All right, so if you're taking Metro, you probably want to leave about 2.30. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, just get there, line up like you're waiting for spring scene tickets. <laughs> when it opens at 5, hop on, and, you know, the fates will get you there when they get you there. <laughs> Fair enough. And if you're coming from Maryland, it only costs $2. Yeah, because, you know, you're on the honor system. <laughs> well, I, and Alex, I want you to see my little uniform. When I, it was, look at those colors, and just I want you to describe it. Uh, Worst ever. Yeah. I was trying to be nice, but yeah, pretty shitty. But, I mean, you have that, right? You're going to show up to the show in that? No, I don't have that. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, because because that looks like that could be the episode, like, picture. So just so you know, um, they were, it's brown and yellow. So when we used to play teams, they go, are you going to do number one or number two when you lose? <laughs> I was going to say it looked like the 1970 San Diego Padres ate them, then shit those uniforms out. <laughs> pretty much. So it's kind of it's close. Yeah, it's <laughs> 30 News. So first in the news, wanted to talk, well, Bill really brought this to my attention. I, I kind of heard stories about it. I didn't really pay too much attention to it. But some motherfucker is uh, is going around trying to sell an old uh, Super Nintendo in a in a what is it an Atari body in sheep's with, clothing? Yeah, I I want Brett's reaction to this because okay, you'll understand this in a second. I told him not to look this up last week. I did not. Week. Yes, it was this like the Coleco thing. Yes. Okay, I did not look it up, but I remembered it. So last year there was a person named Mike Kennedy who was spearheading this thing called the Retro VGS or Video Game System. Okay. Now, he had started a magazine called Retro Magazine that would go into retro games like Super NES and everything else. So games we, like all my emulator systems that I have, right. which are silly. Um, you know, he, but he, necessary. Ex yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so he made this magazine, which became very popular, and he was known in the industry. So he decided to make a cartridge-based system um, that he wanted to come out. It's been, by the way... Was it 30 years since the last cartridge-based system? Yeah, it has so, been that yeah, long, has it? It's been 30 years, yeah. So since the N64. That's correct, since the N64. And so what he did was he wanted to make a system where you could play Nintendo cartridges, Genesis cartridges, all these other cartridges, but he realized the price point wouldn't be there, and he, didn't have the, he just didn't have the, the, the gumption and know-how to do it. It gets better, Brett. Okay. So then he decides to scale it down and then make a cartridge-based system for 16-bit games, making it a retro system, hence the retro VGS. Okay. That system didn't really, you know, he was talking about it, got excitement. One thing led to another. He went to Coleco to get the name, you know, if he can borrow the name, 
puts Coleco Chameleon on it. Well, before that, didn't yeah. he try to go on Indiegogo to raise funds? He did it for the Coleco. He did it at the at, before thought, the Toy thought, Fest. I thought, I thought that was the Kickstarter he did with Coleco. Oh yeah, no, he did try to go. On, you're right. He did go try and go. He tried to go on Kickstarter for the Retro VGS. Okay. Yeah. But Indiegogo first, and then yeah. Then, yeah. So people went on Atari Age to write and say, well, it's not going to go on Kickstarter because he doesn't have a prototype. He has 3D renderings, but doesn't have a prototype. So he's got a couple other guys, and one guy, it's just this whole flim-flam, sh- your watch is going, wait a second, something's not right here. So then he goes to Coleco, gets the Coleco name on a Coleco Chameleon. Here's where it gets funny. Okay. So at the Toy Fair in New York, which is a big, big deal, Right. he then, like, they put the Coleco in a, in a little box thing, and he... And then what it is is they take a, the was it the miniature Super Nintendo? What's that thing called? The SNES two. The SNES two. The SNES second SNES version. two. So it's smaller, but he had Atari Jaguar. Uh, it, he was using Atari Jaguar shells because he bought the unit to use it. At, he was going to use the Atari Jaguar shell to mold the the, the units. Right. He put the SNES two inside the the thing, and then duct taped the back of it, and was passing this off as as their their prototype and it was using SENS like people were wondering why there was a wired Super Nintendo controller connected to this <laughs> so it's inside the like it's like everyone's like oh it's the mold and then it gets better because everyone's like well this is an SENS like they knew it like it was right. this. so then he takes a picture of a clear mold and puts it on and says this is the motherboard this is the prototype it's a VGA capture card that you use for security systems <laughs> From 1994, they recognized it right away and then put it right next to it and said, um, Sir, this is not a motherboard. This is the capture card. Wow. So, needless to say, it went away overnight. Like, it just disappeared off the face of well, the earth. Even Coleco at one point said, Okay, we need an actual product here in the next seven days or you're going to lose our name. Now, Brett, I just want your thoughts on that. Just what you, and all these people were going nuts. He wanted to raise $2 million. On tick, well, that became Indiegogo, right? Because there was no prototypes. Well, with, uh, Kickstarter it was two million. With yeah. Kickstarter it was two million. Yeah. But also with Indiegogo it was two million. Right, exactly. And they only raised eight, eight, eighty-six thousand. But then when people started realizing that money went down, but the way Indiegogo works is they cannot like it. It gets stuck in in cyberspace, and they have to the manually release the money wow. it's like they don't make the money it just goes back I was going to say that just sounds like some genuine just goddamn genuine good time American innovation right there <laughs> <laughs> like screw it somebody else already did it well, nobody will notice if we just tweak it a little nobody will notice it's all this tape on the back yeah it's it's not the same as yours ours has duct tape how can you <laughs> say it's the same and that's the premium right? that's really damn good duct tape yeah it'd have to be really good duct tape <laughs> i mean i'd be stoked as somebody who when i was a kid i had the coleco and i loved it like hubert and zaxxon and and of course the donkey kongs like junior and in the original it was great for what it was and i'd like to play those games again but I don't think I need a system for it. I think what Bill has, like with his Atari and his yeah. his like Intellivision like emulators, I think that's what you really need. I don't think you need yeah, a full blown cartridge system because at one point I wanted to start collecting eight tracks of some bands that I like, just you know something different to collect. And I'm like, this is just garbage. Why? Yeah. Why do I want yeah. these? <laughs> so it's like I got rid of them the first time when I was a kid. Why? Why do I need them again? In a box. The system in a box. It's in the shape of a Jaguar, but there's a Super Nintendo on the inside of it. Now, I actually had the little Pac-Man and the little Zaxxon game that's next to it. <laughs> right. I actually had those. But I don't, I don't really understand the, the market that they were really going for here because a lot of the times these old games are available just on, like, you, you like you can go to the Nintendo Wii U we, yeah. website, right, Like and download all the old stuff. The, yeah, they're paying, like, like, five, ten bucks. Like, right. like, just the other day, I went on to, like, with my new 3DS I got, I bought Pokemon Yellow. Yep. Which is, like, old as shit, but yeah. I, I bought it for, like, ten bucks, and I don't have a hard 
copy of it. Exactly. You have a digital copy. Yeah, it's it's. it's and when you get nobody, a new 3DS, it'll transfer it over to a new yeah, one. Yeah, because it's not like you could take those and like sell them back to somebody right. or something. So, yeah, I, I just I just don't get who even would have wanted to back. This. And not that I would promote it, but you can get copies of those games from different sources in a digital format. Like how, JoJo? Can you explain? There There's are, an NSA <laughs> or FBI or whatever. I, it wouldn't the surprise hell. me yeah. with this area. <laughs> um, they're called Mame controllers. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, here's the thing. Not to mention Puerto Rico, but if you're going to buy a system... <laughs> you never bring uh, two snakes in the same system, same a, console? That's one of the rules of Pitfall. When you're playing Pitfall, when you go into one of the rooms, you don't bring a second snake in or you automatically lose a life. <laughs> Why is it always snakes? I hate snakes. Exactly. <laughs> very good reference to Raiders. <laughs> but here's the thing about the system, and it's very true. To bring a cartridge-based system into an environment, the waste of money, it doesn't make logistical sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like you can, for example, I know for a fact, I have a buddy who has an Ouya, right? Yeah. Which what did gangbusters on, on Kickstarter, right. but is no longer available. Right, it lasted all of two months outside of Kickstarter. You can buy every, you can emulate every single game ever made on Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N64, Game Boy, Super Game Boy, Atari. You can get thousands and thousands and thousands of games for free right. on an Ouya. Just put a, all you have to do is connect a, uh, out, you know, a, a terabyte system into the Ouya yeah. and play it on your system. Right, on any TV. Yeah, and it doesn't cost a thing. And yet they want to do these 16-bit games. Like it was, this guy was living in an imaginary world. I'm like, you, there's no, there's no demand. But all these, like I hate to say it, a lot of the geeks out there were all jazzed up, saying, right. "Oh, here comes Zelda 2 Electric Boogaloo." I went there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. Oh wow. And but the thing was, it, it's like okay, that was great when you were six. Right. But yeah. cartridges don't make sense today. No, not they anymore. They just don't. Yeah, and, and this would have gotten me in a lot of trouble with Deanna. Like, if I had to, like, go and buy all this other stuff, because Deanna wouldn't have li ever let like me. Like when you bought FIFA 16? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Deanna, would you let me do that? Yeah, shit, she's not here. She's not here. She's yeah. not in the brewery. That's weird. That's weird to not be able to yell up to her for her opinion on things. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would think that it's a, it's a money sink. I agree with that. I think it's tapping into a, a really dead market, especially with how accessible a lot of these old school games are. I, you know, I say good riddance, whatever. Well, a lot of the games, I'm sure, have been redone for other systems and things like that. The nostalgia yeah. in it would be going back like, you know, I had a Coleco when I was probably 10 or 11. And going back and being like, okay, this is what it was like then. And then being yeah. like, okay, this is so much better now. Right. Now, grant, you know, if, if I could get an updated version of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, that would be different, because I would play the hell out of that game. You can get it on Wii and Wii U. I own it. Digital copy. Kathy, we're getting a Wii. <laughs> what are you doing exactly on Friday night, Brett? <laughs> we're going, JoJo's my new friend. We're going to get a Wii. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and, and even, like, you know, and, and Brett knows, like, you go in my living room, I have my Atari 2600, I have my ColecoVision, I have my Intellivision. With the, uh, what are those those cards called? I forget the uh, what they used to call them, the face plates, the... Uh, what you, you, like the insert cards. Yeah, the insert, insert cards. Right, right, right. I, ha I, I have those that. two. Wow. Yeah, I have all that stuff. Okay. Um, and it just angers me that this guy would... I, I really think... I, I honestly think he tried to do something, but he wasn't going to put his own money out for it. So it's like, well, who are you? Well, it's a novel idea back in the day. <laughs> Fred's got something to say. He's got something it. to say. It's a novel back, back well, that, idea back in the day. You mean that smirk on his face? What, <laughs> what, That's not what, telling what at all. you mean all. that means yeah. something? But they would create a game, and with the cartridge platform, they can only make one copy of it. There was no updates. That was, that's it. That's all. So right. that was a novel idea. That's not a thing anymore. You can make updates, so why would you limit yourself to cartridges? Yeah, totally. And if this guy really wants to get me on board, I need an emulator for the Magnavox Odyssey 2 <laughs> with Casey Munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you, pass you the mic younger back over geek to, uh, thirty kids, yeah. you might want to Wikipedia, Wikipedia that one. That is so old school. I love it because my my friend had a Magnavox. Yeah. Oh, I had one too. Dad thought all oh, the football graphics look great. I'm like, yeah, the rest of the games are shit. <laughs> when you're 12 years old, and you got your buddies coming over, and you're like, the hell is this? It was the worst analog stick of all time. It would literally, it would get it would stuck. Stick. Yeah. Stick on the, over to the left. Yeah. It was really, like really bad. Like you in the middle of football. You in the, the football game, you had to like. It was uh, almost like, I, I can't even describe it, like the pass you had to pull back and then push forward really fast, and it would release the ball. 
and you go back to pass, and it gets stuck in the back position, and your quarterback would just get just crushed <laughs> and fumble the ball because you can't. It wouldn't go forward. And that's that would be so cool, you know. You know, little Brett has some friends over. We're gonna hang out, watch Friday night videos. Thriller's gonna premiere. Let's play the Odyssey too. Yeah, we're gonna go home. <laughs> we have better video games there. <laughs> yeah, I used to have the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and I had tons of games. But then when I had a sleepover party, I had everyone bring their games over. I wish I took a picture of it because we literally had, I think, like three hundred games between five people. And it was funny because one of the games we played was uh, people Journey Escape. Do you remember what this game was? I remember it. It was the worst game ever. Like, yeah. The, the sound was great, but their manager looked like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Okay. Don't stop believing, like, nonstop as yes. you were playing. And you had to avoid groupies and, and then uh, and, and, and Which obviously files. is not based on a real rock game. No. <laughs> because that game would be over in, like, five seconds. All right, Tommy Lee grabbed another one. <laughs> The Motley Crew won't be ending the end yeah. day. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Player select, oh, we're done. You pick Tommy, you're done. <laughs> so here's what I'm saying about the system. <laughs> like, but he, he bought the mold so he can make all these Jaguar molds. It's like, what are you thinking? Like, so automatically you restrict yourself based on the size of the system. Yeah. So you couldn't make a retro system that made sense. And then you're putting out all these videos that don't make sense. You're, you're expecting all cartridges to fit one size? Right. Well, that's the thing, too. The Jaguar in particular, it was a 64, I'm doing air quotes, 64-bit system because it was actually four 16-bit processors. So it was the shell itself was too small for the actual what processing thing that was doing. Not, if, when you really look at the specific, like none of it even made sense in the right. first place. It's just bad. It's real bad. But I guarantee you if the if there was a problem with the machine, you just pull the cartridge out, blow on it, everything's good again. You're right. <laughs> He'd have to incorporate that in. <laughs> Hey, and speaking of silly nostalgia, so JoJo and I started watching Animaniacs on Netflix. <laughs> you like that segue? That was yeah. awesome. Wasn't that really good? Well done. I'm glad. I was, was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up, but Brett, you know about Animaniacs, right? I know about it, but I think I was a little out of the, the Animaniacs uh, time range. I was in college. I actually missed uh, football practice. I was late sometimes because Pinky in the Brain was that good. Uh, I, I mean, I know of it, but yeah, I just I can't say it's something that I, I followed Hardcore. Well, have you? Okay, if so, so the Animaniacs is the three siblings, and then they have all the little side gags, right. like sort Hampton of the Ham or yeah. Hampton the Pig. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I know about Hampton. <laughs> so, in, in this, uh, in this show, what is your favorite little side act? Mine has to be, I think, the Good Feathers, where you had like the three little. The, the pigeons, yeah, and they, one of them was like kind of like the, the Godfather sort of pigeon, okay. and then another one was like, it, it was basically played off of, you know, Goodfellas, yeah. right? And then you had the one really pissed off Joe Pesci <laughs> pigeon, who was like, yeah. who, who would like look at the one. other pigeon who was always smiling and like, hey, what do you mean I got a whatever? And then he's just, he starts, that's it, and he just starts, and there's a big fight that breaks out. Well, I'm going to hand this over to JoJo because I sat here when, when they had the Star Wars beer tasting. I'm like, I should be on that show. And the first geek topic they bring up, I'm like, yeah, I've, I never watched that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, though, because... I am a tremendous guest. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> we'll still bring you on. It's all good. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I, I, I brought it back on because I, I think I told you, like, oh, my God, Animaniacs on Netflix. Right. I was so excited because... Like, when I was in college, that was a thing. We used to do drinking games to it. Right. Like, especially Pinky and the Brain. Like, in fact, Pinky and the Brain, the guys who did the voices, did you see what they did last week? Oh, I saw that with Pulp Fiction, yeah. yeah. They re... They, well, I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. But you in any event, <laughs> I absolutely... Like, Good Feathers was fantastic. Um, and But Pinky and the Brain, I mean... The guy had Orson, really yeah, Orson Welles' voice for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? And the best part was, he's a rat. No, I'm not. I'm a mouse. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and, Narf. <laughs> and God, I mean, he was obviously the smartest guy in the room, but I mean, he was too smart. And <laughs> I'm so glad sometimes somebody's like, you know, you can be too smart for your own good because you'll never get out of the cage. Well, like when, he would, when he would use the body, like that huge body, and then it would be his tiny little head. Yeah. And then he would hop in. Like he like there's an episode. I think it was the very first one. He hops in a cab. The cab driver looks back. And I'm like, you OK? And like, that's all. The, like the comedy in this was like, like genuinely good, too. Oh, right. 
It was better than, in fact, if you watch it today, it's it's almost like how Rocky and Bullwinkle was because I actually, there was a documentary on Rocky and Bullwinkle called Of Moose and Men. <laughs> Moose and, and Squirrel. Yes, and they literally said when you're five years old, it's funny, but when you're 40, it's funny because, for example, I know Brett will get a kick out of this. When Bullwinkle Moose got arrested in India, Rocky had to go to the law offices of lamb, curry, and rice. <laughs> Now, are you serious? I'm dead serious. I remember that. Oh my God! Yes, and and if you're five years old, you don't get it. Right. But when you're 40, you're like, oh my God, that's fantastic. And then another one is when Rocky finds a, a lamp. Yeah. And rubs the lamp, and it's uh, you know he goes Omar, and and then Bolingo goes goodness. He goes Kyam. How the hell are you talk about Omar Khayyam and a five-year-old kid? <laughs> Freaking brilliant. And that's what Pinky right. the Brain was because now you're watching. Like, I loved it because I was in college when it happened. Right. And I knew – like, I'm like, these guys are talking about quantum physics for God's sakes. Right. Like, and making it funny. Right. And their songs were great. Like the geography stuff they did. Yeah, by Yakko. That was awesome. Right. Yeah. And the, and the other thing that – that's of note is that this cartoon is one of those cartoons you get every once in a while within like a generation that that uh, has a lot of adult humor right and you don't really see that these days the lines are very well blended yeah you like, know? it's uh, not one or the other it's both like i, I like cart yeah like cart <laughs> cartoons today like spongebob is actually like pretty adult at times like and right bill's shaking his head yeah SpongeBob, I love watching that with my nieces and nephews because my favorite episode of all time is when SpongeBob had to be a lifeguard and was afraid he couldn't swim. He's underwater to begin with. <laughs> so freaking awesome! Like, and and my my one of my, my I go, do you understand why it's funny? And my seven eight year olds didn't. The ten year old goes, Uncle Bill, that's freaking hysterical. That's great. <laughs> so it just means about your confidence. Like, I don't know if I can do this. Uh, sponge? Like, it's like, <laughs> you're underwater. Oh, right. <laughs> so, so, Jojo, what's your favorite sketch on uh, that show? I just love the will of morality. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was silly and stupid, and I loved it. Every yeah. moment of it. Oh, the will of morality was yeah. great. <laughs> now, now, Brett, going off just in general, what was your favorite cartoon period? When I was a kid? Yeah. Or Oh, uh, when I was a kid, it was the Flintstones. Yeah. That uh, Bernie Rubble, he's a hell of an actor. Yeah. And <laughs> Norton. Yeah. It's, it's based on Honeymooners. Uh, Rick Moranis. Up until, like, in college, when I would go to King's Dominion and it was still, like, Hanna-Barbera, I would actively seek out the guy in the Barney Rubble costume to get a picture with Barney Rubble. And it was still Paramount's King's Dominion. Yeah. Yes. And, and also, how about as an adult? Archer? Seeing that's how, like, pretty much all I watch. <laughs> um, I, I still, I still got to get, I mean, it's my favorite, it, it's my favorite non-animated show of all time is Scrubs. My favorite Ooh, so animated good. show of all time is, is South Park. Yeah, yeah so I would have to say South Park or, I mean, I, 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 I haven't liked I w- Family Guy as much lately. It's been okay. Yeah, I still watch Family Guy. I love Archer. I love Bob's Archer's Burgers. Archer's great. Yes. Actually, um, Bob's Burgers is a great one. But the one that I always have an argument with everybody is, is The Simpsons. The yeah. first eight or nine years of The Simpsons, I will throw up against any television Agreed. show. Agreed. Ever. Until Conan O'Brien left. Pretty much. And then after that, it's like, I, I still DVR them every Sunday night, but I, it's to the point now where I read the synopsis, and it's like, if it says the word Lisa in it anywhere, I'm like, all right, I'll catch it next week. Yeah, right? <laughs> Morality yeah. episode? No, I don't really care. Yeah. I, Follow, just don't ask how many DVRs he has. How many DVRs do you have? Three. Oh, my God. I have three TVs. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. So you, like, like you need all those? Uh, they're all full. Like, I go in through the week and... and uh, what, what's your... Just tell me what you have is your, your, biggest, your biggest one. What is taking, up the, yeah, taking up the space most space right now? Um, probably I've got the whole season of Better Call Saul. Oh, okay. Uh, I still need to catch up. Of that. Uh, no, I cut, the, I cut Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives down. It was getting up to the point where there's like 45 or 50 of them, Oof. like, saved. And I'm like, just keep the most so, recent, like, five. Okay, then now... now what is your guilty pleasure show in that DVR? Oh, it, like if somebody came over and like just said, "Really?" would probably be New Girl. <laughs> That's a great show. Yeah, you know what mine is? Girl Meets World. 
see, I already have a beef with them because they kept us out of the top fifty on like the new and newsworthy podcast. Like oh, we really? were being beat, we oh, were being beaten on. out by two girl meets world podcasts. <laughs> like we were number yes. fifty three or fifty four, but still ahead of Louis Anderson. <laughs> hey, there you are. <laughs> but no, yeah. Now that you mentioned a guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah, probably New Girl because that's not a show that like a, a guy it's would. Legitimately funny. Oh, Deanna watch uh, it, and uh, I would catch myself. Nick and Schmidt. It. I mean, yeah. that, that's oh, it right yeah. there. Um, when it was on, the reboot of Dallas had DVR space. Uh, up until when Jr. died, then the last season's just it's just pure shit. Uh, but yeah, nothing. I mean, nothing that you wouldn't expect. It's a lot of sports like uh, like pardon PTI. Uh, like a week's worth of them, and like all the cartoons, so like the Sunday Night Fox stuff, like Last Man on Earth and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nothing you'd really be like, okay, Brooklyn well, Nine Nine's great. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine is real good. I'm a uh, Facts of Life kind of guy. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and I, I had a crush on 2D when I was 12. I still do. I look at I'm like 2D, you're my girl. <laughs> Omar. Hey Omar. So how about you? What what is your, your well, Girl Meets World's my my guilty pleasure. But, you I, but you're married. There's yeah, a- but but you know it was kind of my idea. Okay, hey, believe I see it or not, how Topanga turned out. You know, she's I'd, fantastic. Yeah, she turned out quite she's okay. Kind of like like Winnie Cooper. Topanga's my tapioca. <laughs> <laughs> like Winnie Cooper made me want to learn math. But but from a but it, it totally hits all the nostalgia points. That's a, that's a common theme in this all show. All right, isn't so it? I gotta ask. I actually watched a couple episodes, and it was just horrible. Have, have any of you guys watched Fuller House? Oh, yes. Dog poop. Deanna loved it, but would, she but she loves I all it like this the crappy sh- like TV shit. Like I would rather watch a full orphanage burn to the ground. Oh, wow. That's strong. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's, it was awful. That's strong. Okay. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. Stephanie looks good, but I know she's had a meth problem. Um, you could still see her scars. <laughs> yeah. Not even once. She had a meth problem. DJ's all, you know, Christian right wing. Uh, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, hey, look, it's John Stamos. You and li- that was basically it. <laughs> but wasn't that only like the first episode that they showed up and they haven't shown up since or something like that? There's a couple where like he showed, like John Stamos like shows up like I forgot my keys. And, like, and Bob Saget looks out. old. Like yeah. it's, it's crazy. And his coke jokes don't. And it's funny because the two, the two, are they, the tan, are the Tanner girls? Is that what they called? Yeah. Like, they talk about like the Alpha and Omega, meth, and Christian. Like, yeah. Well, like, I'll tell you the most disturbing thing now about watching Full House is Dave Coulier. I know what you and Alanis did in that theater. Ha. <laughs> I know what happened. And isn't it ironic? Yes. Don't you think? <laughs> what movie was it? <laughs> yeah. Force like, 10 from Navarone. All I know is he really pissed her off with whatever he did. <laughs> that was a great like, album. She got like Eminem level mad. Yeah. Dave yeah. Coulier. On like a scale of one to Chris Brown, she was Chris Brown. That's how mad she was. <laughs> and then everybody was okay with her hitting whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. She beat the hell out of, uh, out of uh, not Uncle Joey. What was his name? He wasn't Uncle uh, Joey. No, it was, was Uncle... Dave Coulier? Yeah. Yeah, who was Dave Coulier? Was that Uncle Joey? Wait, uh, Uncle, was... yeah, yeah, John Samus is Uncle Jesse. Okay. Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Oh, like, why, right. why is Joey the Jesse. Canadian pop kid, Wunderkind, beating the hell out of Uncle Joey? <laughs> Something went bad in a theater, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett, we got to talk Star Wars. Okay. So, Go. Uh, I'm psyched about Rogue One. Uh, I've tried. I've already shot down a couple of theories that that the the lead in Rogue One is Ray's mom because it's impossible. Ray can't be at that. Ray can't. It can't be more than like what 19 or 20 in Force Awakens, and this is supposed yeah. to happen 30 years ago. And this is actually before the first one. Right. So I just I don't know. I mean, uh, you figure. I mean, yeah. you figure the lead is probably what 22, 23. Tack on thirty years, subtract nineteen. I guess it's possible, but Maybe. I just don't. I, I think there's too much trying to figure out stuff that doesn't need to be figured out yet. I, I'm I'm still convinced she could be a Kenobi because of. I think of, so too. Because That's my theory definitely had Obi Wan Kenobi's voice there at the end of the vision. Yeah, remember that. So it was Ray. And she has some mind controls as well. So yeah. So I mean, it's kind of famous for Kenobi. Yeah. And by the I, way, I saw some really interesting news this is on the topic of Rogue One about Vader and his appearance in the movie. Have you guys heard about any of that? I would think he would almost kind of have to be because if he was there when it was 
finished, yep. wouldn't you think he would be there kind of like overseeing as, it, as it's being built? Yeah, and they described him and his appearance as brutal. Good. And the way that they so they're not casting Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader again. Well, whoever's in that suit, they're going to. Now, are they talking about the acting or the character itself? Because if they want brutal, they could just bring Hayden back. So, so some ideas that were pitched in this article that I read was that he would be decapitating people with throwing lightsabers, um, crushing people. It's a very young Darth Vader, obviously. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if you look at how when, when things before, you know, Hayden gets destroyed in, in the lava pit, I mean, he went in and slaughtered a, a house full of Jedi kids. Yeah. So it's obvious that Vader at that point had no remorse for yeah, anything that he was kinda doing. Kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> just a little. Just and I little. say this as he's my all-time favorite movie character, and I'm like, yeah, he just killed an, you know, an entire school full of kids. He, need, <laughs> he needed some Dr. Phil. Yeah. Uh, right now, Anakin, Anakin Skywalker, please sit down. <laughs> now, the way you're acting towards your wife was a little different in, in number three versus number two. And uh, can you explain what's going on here? And why, by the way, why is Han Solo's son so excited about this guy? <laughs> it's a little weird. Like, it's kind of like, you know, it's almost like Dudley going to Al's bike shop. And hanging out with the, you know, and doing the Tarzan stuff, obscure 80s reference to a show of very special different strokes. He loves his grandpa. That's the most horrifying half hour of television ever, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> what, would that, what would that Dr. Phil episode look like? It's like, okay, sit down now. Because you really kind of have to have that Texas drawl yeah, when you yeah. talk to someone. Now we have the lightsaber away. You need to put the Anakin, lightsaber Anakin, I'm away. talking to you. Put the lightsaber down. It almost sounds like Lowry. You coming over to watch the Caps game, Anakin? Face-offs at 7.15. So, yeah... I, yeah, I, I'm actually I'm really stoked about Rogue One, and I, the one thing I want to know—I don't know if you guys know this or not—as as you guys have probably done a little more research on it than I have, just watching the trailer. The guy in the white cape—who is that? So the guy, kind of Grand Moff Tarkin-y looking, but with the white cape—is is that? Could that be Tarkin? Uh, uh, potentially. Potentially, I think it's the lead in Castlevania. <laughs> Symphony of Night or uh, uh, Rondo of <laughs> Bill, Bill just dropped the mic, <laughs> walked away. By, by the way, who is Arcula? By the way, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he could be. I mean, like uh, the idea is that obviously he's somebody like really important, but he looks an awful lot like him, right? It, it could, it could be. The other interesting thing in there and we talked about this on a couple episodes ago right was that there's a back to tank and for those who don't know what back to tanks are it is typically what they put somebody in when they're hurt to the point where they're basically dead and then it helps revitalize them revive them and um it was is that like the thing that 21b used in empire the tank that luke was in yes that okay. thing that that's look a back at me dropping look at the you oh, somebody somebody had i'm not yeah. worthy i'm not worthy <laughs> all right which is why we need him in episode 13 when i was going uh i don't know pass <laughs> well, you hadn't even watched the movie yet <laughs> i will say though the one thing i did like about the rogue one trailer is the casting of mon mothma oh can it be any on. better no and they were Spot like, they were originally going to use her, I guess, in episode three, and it didn't work out. And they're like, well, we'll, we'll remember you. And then, yeah. I mean, it's it's Here we are, dead spitting it's image. Like 15 years later or whatever it was. I don't want to go off topic. I think that I don't think it's Tarkin because he was in the Clone Wars show and still under his same look. So I want to feel like it's somebody else that might be overseeing the build, what and then they bring Tarkin what in. Now, what now is Disney considering canon? Are these spinoff, like the cartoon yep. shows? So, well, the cartoon stopped when Disney uh, no, took over. No, Clone Wars still counts. Well, well yeah, well, no, uh, the shows still count. Anything animated and anything movie. Any movie or animated, it, it's well, movies or shows count. Um, Christmas the, special the Christmas is, is Ixnade. That's, yeah, no, there's God. no Wookiee Day. Thank God. <laughs> <Life> day. <laughs> exactly. Um, Worst thing ever. But all the, all the books, all the fanfic, everything, that's all out. Oh, somebody's bringing us beers. This is fantastic. Look at this service. Oh, wow. Thank you. I love it. So, uh, yeah, now, the funny thing is, is I am in my own element now with these two guys, and the Nap Army's like, what the fuck happened to Brett? <laughs> Sorry, guys, Mon we turned Mothma? Him. What the hell is he talking I mean, I could talk about the stars and some you know, natural predators, but... No. I've known this for a while. He's just a Sith Lord. I just, uh, I'm trying to hide it. <laughs> 
So what I but the one thing that about that one scene that we mentioned before was that there is a that back the tank is is flanked by two imperial guards. So that not nobody that's could that like, be where where we may see Vader. Maybe one of Vader's already been created by that point in time. Or it could be like maybe Palpatine in there because maybe. he's been hurt real bad. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah, because Vader you. had already been created by then. He'd already been built and and ruined. Uh, you know, my my whole vision of Darth Vader when he's like, "Where's Padme?" No. Well, in the no. uh, <laughs> in the show, they bring back Darth Maul. So there's always a possibility that it could be like a Darth Maul or another Sith apprentice yeah. as well. Yeah. Could be. Oh, by the way, we got more beer. Cheers, guys. We never did a cheers. No, we this did is not. Geek Thirty Happy Hour tradition. We got cheers and drink our beer. Caps victory. God, that's good beer, man. Hashtag Philadelphia. Feels so good when it hits your lips. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, that's a good mouth feel. All right, to so it. so since since we're on the topic of 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 Caps victories, yes. Brett, um, here I'm just gonna like I'm gonna mention one word. I'm gonna walk away. Okay. Philadelphia, go. I mean, they proved what I've you know. I I, I try not to to go out and declare war on many areas. Granted, I I did. Like Maryland. I mean, it's not like it's Maryland. He's destroying the whole East Coast. <laughs> but I will say this. Every time that I've ever either been in Philadelphia or have left Philadelphia, the, the coming into Philadelphia, the sign gets the finger. When it says you're leaving Philadelphia, the sign gets the finger. Um, I, 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 I know every team has bad fans. I've been to Redskin games where as much as I love that team, I'm like, our fans suck. Uh, the Caps, maybe not so much. Uh, the Nats, definitely not. Uh, but, you know, every team has bad fans. But, my God, that was just – that was something else the other night. It was embarrassing. And I, I, the one thing I want to say that really embarrassed me for Philadelphia was when the owner passed away. Yeah, I mean, you can't booing. keep it together for one night. No, not just that. But the moment of silence, and they're yelling F you, uh, F this. Yeah, F you, Holtby, and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, brings Philadelphia uh, the hockey to Philadelphia and they can't give him a moment. Yeah, he was and by the way, the Flyers were the first non-original 6 team to win the Stanley Cup the year I was born. So, you know, it just I was like and right off the bat as soon as I saw that, I wish you were with me. I was like this is not going to end well. Well, I said all along going into this series that I thought the Caps would win in 5. And the reason that I said 5 was either because of game 1 or Game 3. Um, we're being photographed right now. There it is. So I said for either Game 1 or Game 3, but both of them having the same meaning is that Philadelphia was going to come out fired up in either one of those two because of the situation with Ed Snyder. So I figured it might carry over in Game 1 because that was the first game they had played since Ed Snyder passed away, or Game 3, the first game at home. And for a little bit there, it looked like it did. I mean, they came out and scored 57 seconds into the game. I'm like, oh, shit, this is, this is the Philly. Like, it looked like a typical Caps uh, playoff game, yeah. uh, third game, because they always lo lose in that third game. So this was like, okay, this is kind of what I was expecting, but I'm not going to panic because they're still going to right the ship and, and win this in five. And then by the end of the game, after all the incidents with, you know, Dmitry Orloff and Brooks Orpik, and, and look, I don't know the guy, but if somebody runs into Ryan White in a bar, just kick him in the nuts and say it's from me. <laughs> Repeatedly. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a story. Uh, it, and, and Orpik, I mean, I think that might have been a little retaliation for a game before, but that was a little bit over the top. Well, I don't even think the Orpic hit was that bad. What it was was he hit him knee, and then the knee and Orpic's knee went into the board. Totally get it. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, hockey players have a long memory, and I'll explain something. When the New Jersey Devils won their second Stanley Cup, I think it was in 2000, in 2000 they played the Toronto Maple Leafs. In a, game six, Ty Domi knocks uh, Niedermeyer, Scott Niedermeyer, out on the ice. Knocked him cold. Not Ty Domi. <laughs> Less than a minute to go in the game. So he's on the ice. It's in, The series is over. There's nothing I can do because Domi comes off the ice. The next year, I was at the Toronto, New Jersey game. We score a goal. Everyone's going nuts. Ty Domi's out there for the faceoff, and Jay White didn't even wait for the puck to drop. He went over and kicked the crap out of him. I mean... Literally dropped his gloves and punched him in the face. And the best part was after Domi, you know, got knocked down, 
when he's coming off the ice, everyone's booing him. He's saluting everybody. <laughs> that guy is a psycho. Yo, Ty Doomy's a lunatic. But, but you know, it, it's a situation where they probably won't be able to get back at him now. But regular season, when they come back to D.C., uh, homeboy's going to get something in the face. Well, I posted something the other night. I've tried not to talk a lot of smack on this one because as a lifelong Caps fan, I find that that just causes problems. Right. It really does. Yep. And, and you just set yourself up for the inevitable heartbreak year after year after year. So this year I'm just taking it one game at a time. They win, one down. They win, two down. But I'm not going to lie to you and say that I wouldn't be impressed if I turned on the television this evening and before the puck drops, Tom Wilson just Fs up Ryan White. Yeah. Just drops the gloves and just pummels him. But I think Bill's more right than anything. I think you can't have that in the playoffs, but my God, in mid-October next year, <laughs> Ryan White's getting his ass handed to him. First home game, it'll happen. Oh, yeah. It's it's just really bad, though. I mean, when you see the, the way the fans were acting, it was just it was despicable. I mean, we were over at, we were having band practice. We had the game on all at the same time. We were watching the game. You know, practicing for the show coming up May 27th, Roadside Grill. Yes, there, yes. Plug, it. plug it, plugging it, plugging it. Um, and we we went upstairs, uh, saw them. You know, saw the hit. You know, his head oh, ran hit on Orlov. Orlov, right? Yeah. And that was just kind of like the final shot. We were, we looked at it. We were like, "What is this turned into, man?" Well, the, and then the way the fans were acting. The sad thing was that game was two to one going into the third period. It got completely out of control. Yes. And I don't know if you can blame that on the refs. You blame that on the Flyers. I got to give the Caps much props yeah. for not biting back at him, for not falling into that trap. I'm not going to lie and say I would not have liked to seen Ovi on the five-minute power play stay out and get a third goal. But at the same point in time, I'm like, just get him the hell out of there before yeah. he takes a shot into the boards. Yeah, and, and that, that would be that right there would have. Oh, if that happened, I, I, I would have. You'd have to come visit me down the street at Reston Hospital because <laughs> I, I would have just jumped off my balcony at that point. In time. But the fact that they were so at the beginning of the game, they were given bracelets. Yes, they were light up bracelets in, in memory of, of Ed the, Snyder. Of Ed Snyder, and they were throwing those bracelets on the ice. What hit? Uh, what's his name on it? Orloff on the yeah, cheek. Hit, exactly. Hit him, the so cheek. that was like kind of like the first uh, throw. And after that, people just started throwing him on the ice. Then they started throwing, I think, glass on the ice as well. It was just it was terrible. Like, I, I know hockey people. I used to play hockey. They're such a great crowd. I expected this of the Philadelphia Eagles fans, not of the hockey fans. This is just or just complete surprise. You know, Phillies you know? or any Philadelphia. Well, team. I, I just it, it, now it's all kind of mashed into one. It's like We're okay, Philadelphia. Philadelphia a little bit, <laughs> you know, well, I will say this: watching that game and afterwards, I mean, like I said, you can't accuse an entire fan base by how exactly those people right. act. But, exactly I mean, right. that was their fans in a home playoff game that a lot of those people, I know what Caps playoff tickets cost. Let's say the average seat in that stadium was $250. When you figure, when you average everything out, these people spent $250 to go and do that. That's it just like 10 or 15 people. It was everybody. It was everybody. That's what uh, surprises me. It, oh, it was, it was shocking. But at the end of the game, I was like, you know what I'd like to see? They think they're such badass fans that they beat up Santa and they cheer when Michael Irvin breaks his neck and all that. Let's send them to a Scottish soccer game and see how badass they are then. So Philly fans, great. You hit Dimitri Orloff in the face with a rubber bracelet. You want to impress me? Go to Glasgow and start talking some shit see what and happens. see how far you get. I guarantee you're getting a bag of urine in the face. <laughs> it might be your own. It might be your own. Hell, they might just save the bag and just piss on you directly. And, Bill, did you actually watch the game? I did. Because I, I, I'm a hockey fan. Uh, Brett knows, like, uh, hockey is my – that's my lifeblood. In fact, when I was four years old, my dad had season tickets to the Rangers before the Devils had a team. That's how old I am. I learned how to sing the Canadian National Anthem in French because I went to so many games. Oh, wow. So I appreciate the game and what had been done um, by the Flyers was, was proof positive. And I'm going to tell you, that, and, and I think Brett knows this story, and I know this from personal experience. I was at a, a, a Devils game. Uh, Devils played the Flyers in a playoff game, and I was with a friend of mine. We were walking up the stairs. He got sucker punched. We are coming out of it because we won. And he basically got knocked out. I jumped on the guy. The Philadelphia cops, I mean, they came over, and, but they weren't going to arrest me because they were like, yeah, it, it happens. Uh, what the hell is that? That's, like, that makes not, no sense. Yeah, 
So in direct contrast, that doesn't that doesn't happen in, in Rangers in the blue seats, which right. are notorious. What they do to you there is they'll make you cry, right? <laughs> but they will not touch you, right? Like they, 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 that's in direct contrast. So my brother and uh, my friend Greg Block, I want to shout out to him real quick. They used to volunteer for the cap stuff when it was still like a capital on their jersey um, with this blue and the gold with uh, yeah. Olaf and uh, Kolzig and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so they used to volunteer and you mean a solid gold dancers when they came out to play. <laughs> Minor details. <laughs> yeah, they need the Stanley Cup wearing those jerseys. Yeah, exactly. Say, <laughs> uh, maybe we need to bring them back. Maybe, you know, throwback. <laughs> and they got swept. Um, I know. <laughs> but I, I was at a game, I believe, with my uh, brother at the time, and uh, one guy was drunk and being dumb and whatever, and one of the security guards approached him, and you see, hear a guy from the back of the bleachers go, throw the bum out, and he starts talking to one guy. He's like, no, the other bum. And that's the extent <laughs> of, you know, they're having a good time, but they're not going to, like, antagonize something. They're, they're just, you know, uh, poking fun at people, and that's it, you know? It's all verbal. Yeah, it's just shit talking. It's just shit talking, you know? Yeah. Everybody should do that. You don't actually right. get physical with it. Well, that's like I went to the actual NHL All-Star game at the old Spectrum oh, wow. in 1992. Where you could still smoke inside. You, you pretty much do everything except probably sell a child. Do you know what? By the, <laughs> the last spect, the, the last show at Spectrum, you know what it was? Was it Springsteen? It was Fish. Oh, well, and yeah, guess who was okay. there? That's so right. I was at the All Star Game, and at the time I was still a Caps fan. But my favorite all time hockey player is Brett Hall. And I went to the All Star Game in Philadelphia wearing a Brett Hall jersey. Brett Hall was MVP. I am wandering around the concourses of the spectrum, pointing at the back of my jersey like I'm Rob Van Dam, <laughs> yelling MVP, just drawing because they had given me so much shit when I walked in. And then I'm at the end of the game. And now, you know, looking back at it like 22 years, 20, however long, 24 years ago. You were stupid. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. I was just setting myself up to just get just rolled. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> and actually, and, uh, an Iraqi war veteran, I don't know if you know this, back in 2012, after the Winter Classic, Ranger fan going down to get a cheesesteak, 10 guys jump on him because he's wearing a Ranger jersey and put him in a hospital. Iraqi war veteran who's who actually has medals. You're a jerk-off. Like, yeah. Look, I, look, trust me when I tell you, there are times I don't like the other team. In fact, I was the guy who wore the Yankee jersey at the Nats game last year for the Yankee series. Yeah, but that's... Uh, but then yeah, I you're, wore... You're not worried about I, your life at Nats yeah, Park. Yeah. But then I wore my Nats jersey at the Cubs game, and everyone was laughing because I sat behind home plate. They're like, we haven't seen a Nats jersey behind home plate Ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here's a story. And, and you see, actually, my parents are over there. There's mom and dad. See, my dad is one and of she the... she just brought you a taster of something, yeah, too. Yeah, just brought me... <laughs> so my You're dad is... wonderful man. My, so my dad is one of the biggest Nats fans I've ever encountered. And, and we, we know a lot of Nationals people. My dad and my uncle went to Philadelphia... And um, they went to a Phillies game. They, they followed the Nats up there, you know, the whole time. I think they got heckled, et cetera, uh, because, you know, that's just what they do up in yeah. Philly. Um, so they, they lost that game. The Nats lost that game. My dad and my uncle went into a bar after that game, walked in. Everybody around the bar were Philly fans. And they looked at them, and, and it was, like, dead silent. And then they go, <laughs> and they start buying them beers. And that's like the last, like, that's the only time I've ever really and heard of. I, I do follow the Caps a lot, but with my brother, my brother in particular has like 18 different hockey jerseys. Uh, so anytime we went to a game, I just wore whatever jersey of the opposing team that came over here. Yeah. And I'd give people shit or razz them a little bit. Never got physical about it. They grabbed me back. It's like, okay, that's it. You know, I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> you know, so there's a camaraderie there. I don't know why the bracelet throwing or the, you know, physical aspect of the Philly, you know, and that doesn't make any sense to me. There's not that many hockey fans to make us be that way. Like, we have to be, hey, hockey's hockey, like they said in Clerks. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you're a hockey fan. That's all that matters. Well, I will say one good thing came out of this. Tonight's bag of gravel promotion at Wells Fargo Stadium has, has been canceled. Everybody was supposed to get a bag of gravel when they came in. So they, they at least canceled that. Now it's just a bag of nails. <laughs> yeah. well, and a compliment of nail games, gun. If it goes game six, it's hard liquor and handgun night. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, I think actually we're approaching. We're okay. It's not going to start till 7.15. Okay. We're fine. <laughs> I worry about Trust you. Trust me, it's not my first hockey we're, game. We're looking, for, we're, we're looking out for Brett's best interest. Uh, we are. We're, we're fine. 
Well, I, I think this might be a good opportunity for us to tell each other's audiences a little bit about each other's shows. What do you think? You I wanna... think so. I think you should start. I, I would like to see you guys talk about us because I'll sit here in wonderment. Okay. All right. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So I want to sit here in wonderment while you talk. All right. So I get that a lot, actually. So, yeah, look at him. He's so cute. Aww. So cute. <laughs> you should see the face. So uh, so to the Geek 30 Happy Hour audience, um, definitely give Not Another Podcast, question mark, Not Another Podcast. <laughs> I always say it like that. Huh? Yeah, I really didn't think um, that well. <laughs> no, it's great. It, it, it's great. The show is awesome. Um, we love listening to them uh, b because a lot of it is is local stuff, especially if you're a local listener. It's, it's a lot of really, um, a lot of great topics around shitty traffic, um, <laughs> well, here, shitty Washington Brett teams. Brett go off on a tangent about different things, you know, shut it down, <laughs> you know, or, uh, you All know. Right, you <laughs> <laughs> go, go. All right, you want one? Yeah. Go. Shut it down! There it is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or Mary and Barry in an ambulance in South America. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we need to bring Mary and Barry to ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> that may not be a very good idea. Well, it's, this is the liquid stuff, not the powdered stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling like, Mary and Barry gets a little lippy regardless of what's going in it. It's a lot of shenanigans packed into about an hour. So about as long as our shows are. And uh, just a it's couple of great personalities. The way through. They've got actually less of a script, but they're just, they wing it so much better better than we do. <laughs> no, there you we, go. We're, we're starting yeah. to be that kind of right now. Yeah. Uh, the way they just play off each other is fantastic. Yep, yep, definitely. So so cheers, guys. Thanks for, for an awesome show. And um, let's hear you talk about us now. All right. So I got to, first of all, I think you're right. I, I think we're more free. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you sexy bastard. Uh, I would say we're more freeform jazz and you guys are more constructionists as far as. Band, yeah, yeah you're mar your marching band. And. <laughs> By the way, a good friend of mine was in a marching band. He now tours with Meatloaf, and one of the things he called is, is uh, songs go. <laughs> By the way, he knows you. Kn I gotta tell you, you said you played trombone, right? Yeah. When I used to score touchdowns, I played a subtle trombone. There we go. And I would go up to the stands and go like this. <laughs> and I used to announce football games, and every quarterback, every time a, t a touchdown was scored, they turn around and do that, and every single cable station would be like. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> and everyone know it was as subtle as a trombone. I got six points on your ass. I'm surprised the band didn't play something. Oh, they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but I, I wanted to say these guys are amazing. Uh, they're, they're, I, I've said this before. I've heard shows that are, you know, much more mature as far as their uh, amount of shows. And Brett said it best. Uh, they, they, they sound better than we do. <laughs> and I got a goddamn broadcasting degree. <laughs> yeah. They're very technically sound. They, they know what they're talking about, and it's fun to listen to them. I mean, there's stuff I don't even, like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a uh, curious person by nature, but the fact that they talk about stuff with such passion, you get sucked in. Like, it's true. Like, I, I, you were talking about stuff a few weeks ago, like, about movies and comic books. And no offense, I, that's not my thing. I'm like, dude, I have to go get some comic books. <laughs> um, Welcome and, to my world, Bill. <laughs> but and now, you know, they were, uh, 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 you know, the way the, the, the beer tasting, it's, it's just a good combination because I would call it the yin and yang of life. It's like, look, we're hipsters and slackers on this side, but at the same time, yeah, I, I like who I am. I, I'm, I, I like the fact that. You're a geek, which could be uh, construed as a person who bites the heads off of chickens, which is actually what a geek is. Yeah, exactly. And not to mention, not to mention Puerto Rico, but that's what George does every time. And also, and after he bites the head off the chicken, he goes to Haiti to do the voodoo there. So, yeah, I just he gives I, it to Serrano. Now the whole Caribbean nations will never listen to us again. He's got Serrano there waiting for the chicken. But just an amazing, amazing job. Uh, they're they're very uh, they're professional. Look it up, and they know what they're doing, and it's a fun show. I'm, I'm telling you, from the start uh, with their ridiculous intros to the music, it's happy go lucky. I'm in. I'm in. So, uh, and I'm sure Brett will probably say the same thing I did. Well, I, I have two things. One, it's been talked about that like when when Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are ready to retire, that are gonna have two guys just come in and dress up as them. These are the two guys coming in to dress up as us, <laughs> right off the bat. So I'm just throwing that down there. And, and two, 
a, a, a show about pop culture and comic books and beer? Why the hell didn't we think of that? That's the hell was our problem? Well, we can. That's got us written all over it. And I'm like, God damn, that's a good concept. <laughs> I'm like, how did we not think of this? We still can. That's why it's so freeform because we're yeah. jazz. We'll just, we'll just call it Geek 30 Podcast with a question mark at the end of it. Geek 30 Happy Hour? Yeah. Hey, yeah. 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 The Geek 30 Army. We'll just incorporate all our shit into it. But yeah, I mean, I, I love listening to their show, and it's like, because uh, it, 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 I know them now, and, and when I'm listening, I'm like, okay, I got to talk to them about this. And uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, you know, if you want to hear what Bill and I probably sounded like 10 or 15 years ago, listen to them. There you go. <laughs> well, I think both of you can take us, if you want to say something, you can take us out. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to take y'all out yet. But let's let's also <laughs> so let's let's also just mention so you can reach the Geek Thirty Happy Hour um, by by visiting our website www.geek30.com. Spell out the word thirty, you'll find us there. Four four three four two four three three five zero. I memorized oh, that wow. shit. Damn. If okay. you want to leave us a voicemail, sheet, so. <laughs> um, or email us geek thirty podcast at gmail.com. How about you guys, Bill? Oh, actually, Brett can take care of this. Where? What, what would you like me to do? If you could find us anywhere, what would you say? Well, first off, I would just say, if you want to find us, just listen to us what you're listening to us on already. But if you're listening to us via Geek 30, you could visit us at www.nutanotherpodcastusa.com. And that is your one-stop shop for everything NAP-related, from some, from swag to uh, past shows to what's going on, all that stuff. And, and then you can find the, the various places uh, to listen to us. If you're a member of the NAP Army and you're listening to us, just come back next week the same place. <laughs> like, if you're listening to us on iTunes, just come back to iTunes. Come on. Why, why mess up a good thing? And if you can't find us on the internet... Then you're just not trying. You're not trying. You're just not. <laughs> Same thing with Geek 30, okay, guys? And um, let's see. I, you know, I think that's that's pretty much it, you guys. I, it's been a damn good I just, show. I just want to do one real quick shout-out. I got a like on Facebook on my phone while we were doing the show from a Christopher Eccleston, which is a Doctor Who uh, number nine reference. So um, that just made me exceedingly Thank you happy to the Ninth Doctor. To ninth not doctor. somebody who's standing right over there. <laughs> for but giving a like to my to photo the, on Facebook. To the Ninth Doctor. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, until next time, guys, we will oh, see you. <laughs> what? Until next time, America, Dilligaff. Dilligaff. And remember, be good to each other. Have a great night.